Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Efendim, as you mentioned last night uh, dinner and today hutbah. And today people, um, they take an ayat according to their ego. And they forgotten Allah Jalla other ayats. Majority Muslims today, Allah Jalla Jalla ordering too many applications, but they do cherry picking, which is I only do namaz right way, and I do oruch. What about Allah other ordering? To help the others, don't lie, don't cheat. Don't cause corruption. Don't cause fitna. Don't do riya. Stay away from kibir. Don't be jealousy. Don't take someone else's right. Be sabr ehli. Be patient. Be kanad ehli. Be happy with Allah give you. Respect and take care of your family and, and, and father and mother. Be tefekkür ehli. Do racing way of Allah. Hak of Allah. Feed the hunger. Don't turn your face to dunya. Be with salihin. And thousands of ayat Allah Jalla Jalla ordering. Can we say this one is more reported? Haşa ve kella. They all Allah Jalla Jalla orders. As a murid and those who listen to sohbet, if we have this kind of shortcoming, how we can fix this? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. For all of these orders to work, you have to have an empire. You have to have a government. For Islam's orders to work, Prophet ﷺ had to go to Medina to start his own Islamic government. Yes? Because it's not just what you're mentioning, a lot of it is also personal development. But there are other aspects of Islam that nobody has any idea about because they think, oh, there's such a thing called economy in Islam. There's economic theory in Islam, there is uh, education in Islam, there is philosophy in Islam, there is art, there is science. This is called civilization. What you're talking about mostly is just personal. But for these personal things for you to do, which is spirituality, yeah? for it to function, you have to have this, how you say, this infrastructure, you have to have it. If you, can't, if you don't have it, then Islam becomes a personal religion then. Just me, I take care. I mean, half of the things that he said, people say, no, no, I take care of myself. I, I take care of my father and mother. You know, I help other people. I write a check. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. Um, I try to have interest-free loans. There are people, especially in this country, that they are trying to take the orders of Allah seriously. There are. Like, let's say this country first, okay? They are trying to do that. But it falls short. Because the aim is different, the intention is different. But for all of that to work, to take care of other people, you have to have the government of Islam. Today, there's no government of Islam. There are countries claiming that they're Islamic governments. But Islam is no longer ruling because we have our own system 
of money. We have our own system of doing business. We have a, Islam is a lifestyle. In every way that you think today, there is a lifestyle. And in the time of the Ottomans, the alims and the ulamas, they're giving fatwas to the telephone, to electricity, to subway systems. Meaning that now Islam is in everything it was before. But now, where is Islam? Where are you? Engineer? Where is Islam in engineering? Where? Right? Or you're a businessman selling this or selling that. Where is Islam in that? There is a disconnection there. For it to be connected now, then for those teachings of the Quran and teachings of the Holy Prophet, now to be practiced, you need a whole system. You do. If you talk about interest and riba, now this is, riba is the backbone of capitalism. Which Muslim country is saying, no, I don't want to be involved in capitalism? Which one? Which one that even if they want to be away from that, they cannot be? Which one is saying that? You cannot. So now you cannot take one and separate from the other. That's why we're concentrating on Halifa, because Halifa is not just one person sitting on the chair. He is representing a whole empire, the whole ruling system of Islam. So when you remove the Halifa, it's not just removing him and putting some people up and everyone becomes independent and life goes on. No, that means that they remove over 1,300 years of the system of government of Islam. From top to bottom, man, woman, from nature to mankind to air to everything now. And what are we replacing it with? Systems that are not Islamic. You think, for example, environmental care. There's nothing like that in Islam. There is. That's why we're able to take care of the Ottomans. The birds that are migrating, they open up hospitals for the birds that are migrating so that when they set, settle here, they can take care of them. Our Darga is right next to it. They were feeding the hungry wolves in the winter time up in the mountains. Prophet and they're taking it seriously, saying, don't waste water. Even if you're next to a river and you're using water from the river, don't waste it. All of these things is not just laws, but it's putting attitude in you. Attitude. A belief, an attitude. What others call spirituality also. It's inside. So now you see quite a lot of people also, maybe, for example, in Turkey, they're not practicing Islam so much, but they have the attitude. They still say, don't waste. They still say, be kind to strangers. They still say, racism? What a backward person you are to be racist. Right? So for all of that to happen now, it's not just Muslims cherry-picking and doing this and doing that, you understand? Our whole civilization, the world as we knew it, from the time of the Prophet ﷺ, for over 1,000 years, has been destroyed. So removal of the Halifa is not removing him and putting up some, a bunch of people there and everything goes on the same. No, everything is destroyed. Our scholars, they're destroyed. You know how many alims and how many saints Muslim countries that they destroy by themselves because they say, no, we want Western ideology now, not the old system of Islamic system. You know how many scholars in India the British hung from their lampposts? 
I don't have to say every Muslim country now. What, what did they do? They refused the Khalifa. They rebelled to go against. They welcomed other forces. At that time, it was the West. Now we cannot blame them too. It's in us. And then what happens? They say, you don't want to be under Allah's shadow, then you're going to be under the kafir's boots. So that's what happened to us. Meanwhile, the kafir is there in our countries now, dismantling, taking, stealing everything, plundering everything, putting it to the West. And now, and they're telling us, you see, how stupid you are, how poor you are, how backward you are, you have nothing. Bre, we have nothing because you stole everything from us. We are psychotic because you have destroyed us and our morale. Especially countries have never, who have been colonized, those who have never been colonized, you will not know so much. How you have, your spirit is gone, your honor is gone. Then when people want independence, when these Muslim countries want independence, saying, are they saying, we want independence from these colonial, colonialists, and we want our kings back, or we want our sultan back, or we want the khalifa back? No. They say, uh, we want exactly what they have, but only our own people there. What system did, because they're seeing it, shaitan is saying, now you can't have zulm, and zulm works. What the Ottomans did was very slow, according to Allah's will and Allah's desires, let's say. They're doing it properly. They call uh, these evil ones, they say, why are you going to just kill them? They don't listen, kill them. Put your own people first, other people, different color, different religions, different races, down. Use them. Teach them your lifestyle, but always let them know as much as you learn, from us, you can never be us. So now you're going to be, who am I? Am I this? Am I this? Am I this? Am I this? And majority of the Muslims, they have split. Their minds are like that. They don't know where, where they belong to. Now, scholars are removed. The intellectuals are removed. The universities, I'm talking about the importance. They can let certain universities stand, but the importance are no longer there. Because during the time of the Ottomans, every institution, just like America, not Europe, like America, you have different bodies and each functions as a check and balance on each other. They are separate, just like America. America is taking from them. You have the alims, where you have the businessmen, the merchants, and then you have the rulers, and then you have the military, and then you have the sultan. One cannot be more powerful than the other. Each check and balance each other. This Western lifestyle, this capitalistic lifestyle, does it teach us? Is it based on Islam first? It's not even really based on Christianity. The West themselves threw out Christianity hundreds of years ago. They say it's no longer ruling. After dark ages, finish is finished. Renaissance, enter, no more. You're not going to tell us how to live. So things are taken away. They put in new fitness, especially, for example, a fitna in religion. They say Muslims will never let go of their religion. Let them keep their religion, but we're going to introduce new things into their religion. So that they always keep on fighting amongst themselves. And what they take away, 
especially in terms of religion. They say, let them learn the law, but don't let them learn the spirituality, how to become a good person. So now, you have every masjid teaching you Quran, teaching you Hadith, teaching you Usul, teaching you everything, but where are you going to find teaching you how to become a good person? How to have adab? How to destroy your jealousy and your anger? Where? Which masjid? Where? Thousands of messages everywhere. Where? This is where the dergas are. You cannot say, oh, I'm going to teach moral education also. Open a book and say, it's not like that. Because now we're talking about spirituality, it is a lifestyle. So they destroy the sheikhs, they destroy the takiyas, they destroy the zawiyas. The good ones they take and they put evil ones in there. So that when people say, we want takiyas, they say, look, look, these evil ones. You call this? This is Sufism? It's all evil, don't you see? We say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't follow them. In the West, in this country, we did not come here to worship Allah. We did not come here to find Allah, majority of us. Yes? Can we say we make hijrah here because we were persecuted from worship in our own countries and we come here to worship freely? No. Let's be honest. We came here for dunya. And how many fatwas in the past they say Muslims cannot do that? You cannot go to a kafir country to earn your risk there. Well, let us not open. People want to talk about shariat. Let's not open that. You want to talk about shariat? Our money is haram now. And people are concerned about zabihas. The system of the economy, it is based on usury. It is based on, uh, how you say? Uh, interest. And people are concentrated. No, no, no. It's alhamdulillah, not alhamdulillah. And they are saying, oh, your akidah is wrong, your pronunciation is wrong. Which is why, in this way, Sultan Al-Awliya is saying, Saigul Sahib is saying, we are looking to the Hilafat. Because once the Khalifa goes, everything goes. Which is why it's so important. When the Prophet said for some past, the most important thing was what? Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, you think his heart wasn't crying to bury his beloved one? He couldn't even do that. He had to go and he had to make sure that the whole ummah comes together. And he was elected. So now, we grow up several generations later. We don't know about this system. We think this is normal. Other countries in America, we think this is normal. It's normal here in America. If you grow up here, your eat. How's your eat spent? You go to the jami. Hmm? After that, you go home. Parents are going to stay upstairs to eat. Kids are going to go down to the basement to play computer games. And then the next day, they go to school, and there's nothing. There is no spirit. There is no lifestyle. There is no real jamaat. There is no jamaat. What, do you think jamaat is... Weekend only, you're coming and you're going to BS with each other and eat and drink. Jamaat in Islam means you have to be like this. You have to come for Fajr. At least you have to come for Maghrib, if not for Isha. You see each other. And you know how difficult it is. It's easy 
But we are so brainwashed that we think, ah, same thing, why, why we have to go? We're the same thing also. But it's not. So now, if you have the Jamaat and you have leadership, that time, impossible for you to cherry pick because you are following a leader. What they're teaching us, fall of the Hilafat, they say, everyone, you're your own boss. You are the deciders of your own faith, of your own fate. You are the ones who are going to be free. You decide. You're not Arabs. You're not going to go under the Turks. Albanians, you're not going to go under the Turks. Turks, everyone betrayed you. So you take care of your own self. Everyone else that was in the empire, kick them out. So complete fitna that has happened. So you're asking me, Allah is saying this, but Allah is saying all these other things too. And Muslims are not following. We have to understand why. It's not just Muslims, them. But we did not also come to this understanding just like that. We're not born into it. We have to come into that understanding. How do you help also? How do you help? I mean, I know personally a lot of Muslims who want to help, and they are helping. But they're helping the wrong way. So many they are helping because of their ego. So many they love their parents. That they don't give zakat. They say, no, uh, because Prophet says you have to honor your parents. So my zakat I'm going to give to my parents or my brother and my sister. Why is all this happening? Because it is out of control. There is no control. There is no leadership and there is no authority. Everyone is free. Even in Muslim countries, is it binding? The fatwas that the uh, muftis are giving. If you don't listen, you're going to go to jail? No, you're not. But if you don't pay your taxes, are you going to go to jail? Definitely. Definitely. That's why we're saying over and over again about the Hilafat. Understand why this is important. So the Jamaat now, we are trying to live like that. But even with the Jamaat, like I said, people are finding it difficult. They're coming here. Okay, you moved up here. You move up here. Then why are you just coming once a week? What's the use? Because they're used to that American way where you go home, you close your door, and you're being with your family. Don't lie to me also that you love your family so much. You go home and you're on your phone. Mother on phone, father on phone. All the kids are on gadgets. It's not as if you're sitting, telling stories, hugging each other. But when things are normalized, when people think that there's nothing wrong with it, then there's nothing wrong. You understand? This is the fitness of the, there's no hug, there's no battle. It's nothing wrong. It's all mubah. Everything is okay. So what? But it is wrong. How are they going to think now? How are they going to compare to seeing what is right and what is wrong? When all that they taught about what is right in Islam is Khulafai Rashidin. Sahabe Kiram. 1400 years so far. How are we going to match up to them? We cannot. So you know what? Just close the door. Over the weekend, we're invited to go for dinner. So we'll go there, wear our best clothes, talk bullshit for two hours, and then we go back. But you're supposed to take care. How are you going to take care of each other if you don't see each other? Here we are here in the Derga. People are still finding it difficult to come. And when they come, it's by force that they come. It's getting better, alhamdulillah. People are understanding by themselves. We are not here to force also. But this is the kind of 
Jamaat and brotherhood that Islam had brought and continued for over 1,000 years and is broken by this modern system. But we're living in this modern system too. It's not impossible. In fact, so many things we get it easy. So then again, now we say, what are you going to put first? Everyone is saying Allah. There is a Jamaat. Where is your Jamaat then? Where is your heart? Whether you are there physically or not, where is your heart? Who are you trying to take care of? Who are you aware of? You're sitting next to each other. Do you even know each other's full names? Do you know if that one is hungry? That one is hurt? That one is depressed? That one is happy? Do you know? Do you care? Now in this country, especially in the West, they don't care because they breed that kind of culture. So you sit next to each other, they don't care. I'm watching. I said, who is here? Uh, then you start looking around. No, you come in, you must know who is here, who is not here. Basic. Then when you fight, when you quarrel, when you do this, doesn't matter, you're, you're a family. You're not going to form into different cliques, groups that you prefer to be, that's okay. But not to say, only this, I'm not going to mix around. But people get so spoiled. Then they don't care. What we're talking about, again, it is the heart. How do you teach the heart to feel? This is difficult, no? How do you teach the heart to feel? Because people think religion, ah, all this heart, mark business, doesn't matter. Religion is, you have to fast, you have to pray, you have to know this, you have to do Then you're religious. A munafiq can do that. You have differences, but you live together. You take care of each other's children. How many of us, we cook something, we think, oh, our neighbor, let's cook something for our neighbor too. All these things are slowly lost. But masjids, they're not teaching this. They cannot teach this. But they say, no, 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 we have to teach them all the faras, all the dirt, all this, but the spirit is gone. That's why it's not going to stick. As Shaykh Hendi is saying, our children, our grandchildren, we're not going to leave any Islam left. We're not. We are given the chance now to come together a little bit closer. People coming from New Jersey, people coming from Virginia, other parts of, okay, a little bit here and there. So we say, now there is a chance. You want to practice what you're believing? Make a move. Otherwise, it is impossible. You will be stuck. You know that. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not cursing, but you know that. Because the way is clear. But it is up to you. We're not forcing people. I'm not saying, please come in. I'm not saying, please come and move up here. I know more you move up, more people there, more issues there will be, sure. We're a young community too. Kids are growing. Parents think you have problems right now. Wait two years, wait five years, wait ten years. What are you going to do then, these boys and these girls? So, how are we going to learn all of that that you're talking about hmm. when you don't have a jamaat? When you have a jamaat, you must have that, let's say, government, meaning that shariat, there's laws. You must have that. Then once you have that, it's easy now for the tariqat, easy for spirituality now to fill in. Now, saying to the kid, oh, it's my birthday. And then we're going to say, good, did you give candy to everyone for your birthday? Yes. 
Now we break something. Instead of, it's my birthday, give me present. We say, no, your birthday, you have to give. So now, this is the beginnings of a civilization. We are not, we don't have very high ambitions. We have very big intentions. But, and he said, we cannot, we cannot, I did not call myself a murid until I moved up here. I said, it's impossible to learn. Seeing my sheikh once a week and calling myself that and coming here, then understanding how difficult then. You share your smiles, you share your tears, you share your blood, you share your fears, you share, you feel for each other now. So that when you stand next to each other in prayer, it is not only in prayer that you stand next to each other, shoulder to shoulder that you're touching. Outside of prayer, you understand. It must come to your heart. But religious communities, well, they come together for business, or for play, or for fitna, or for this, for that. If you're not supported, it's very difficult to do that. People try. Hmm? So, any questions? Does that make sense or no? Hmm. Ah. So we ask for the Halifas to come back. Amen. Meanwhile, whichever, doesn't matter here, can be anywhere else. You find yourself a small community of people that try to live together, to share. Maybe they're not too successful, but they're trying. It's better than to be alone. 